You know, it, it's funny how things happen sometimes. Um, so this was supposed to be an episode where we had uh, myself, Brandon, and Anthony from Smart to Death. Uh, so about 15 minutes before uh, the episode starts, Brandon uh, informs me, and he's not lying, uh, there was a horrible rainstorm in our area. He asked if I had internet. Well, the internet was completely knocked down in his neighborhood. I guess somebody had cut the wire. Uh, but that led to uh, me having to do the episode without him for the first time. And uh, we, ha me and Anthony had a really good conversation. Uh, this one's really exciting. A lot of it um, had to do with our fandom. Uh, so we talked about why we like professional wrestling. Uh, what makes Smart to Death amazing, what makes our podcast amazing for that matter, and what makes us different. So we approach AEW uh, from the business aspect, uh, kind of a different vantage point. Uh, so there's a lot of good insight here. So I'm really excited for you all to hear this episode. Um, turned out really well. Uh, me and Anthony have really good chemistry, actually. So excited to be working with him in the future. All right, guys. So without further ado, episode 46 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. But before you go, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a very positive review if you like this episode. Enjoy. All right, guys. Welcome to episode, what is this, 46 of the Kenny Fury Thoughts podcast. The podcast where Brandon had an outage, his, an internet outage in his area. And he is not on this episode. This is the first episode we do not have Brandon on. But I have a feeling it has to do something to do with the fact that we have Anthony from Smart to Death on, and he did not want to hear what a real wrestling fan has to think. Anthony, how's it going, man? <laughs> it's going pretty well. I don't know if I'm actually a real wrestling fan. I think my uh, persona now is that I'm just a real all elite wrestling fan and nothing else. I'm pretty sure that's. Uh, I think that I think that's what I'm told now. So, so not sure. we were talking about it before we came on air. Yeah. So yeah. apparently, from what everyone on Twitter thinks. You were uh -huh. an all elite wrestling, uh, po all elite wrestling fan. I'm about to say podcast because Tiff's on, uh, but yeah, all elite yeah. wrestling. That's all you watch. You hate mm -hmm. WWE. You don't watch it at all, and <laughs> apparently you don't like New Japan or anything else. So even yeah. though I see you tweet about every single wrestling company literally, in existence, it, literally everyone. I'm actually like way more hardcore about GCW right now than anything else. And I'm sure really? Tiff, I'm sure Tiffany is weirded out. She said she can't hear somebody, but. Uh, Tiff I'm sure Tiffany is weirded out because I have no hat on. That's true. You know what's funny, yeah. though? I, I was going to have a hat on. So I was actually going to put a hat on, and then something made me gel my hair and say, you know what, I think Anthony is not going to put on a hat. I had a feeling. And I yeah. was like, maybe Brandon won't show up. So as you can see, if you're watching the video version, <laughs> I've superimposed a still image of Brandon, so he's still here in spirit because I was expecting three people on this podcast. So... Uh, Fernando Velasquez, a.k.a. WrestleMar for 333, your biggest fan. Brandon's biggest fan, I should say. Uh, he is really ecstatic that Brandon's on this episode. So <laughs> he threw a, a yeah all in the chat right now. And uh, yeah, so you're welcome. Happy birthday, Fernando. Oh, I, I'm getting asked out on a date, by the way, from Tiff right now. I'm still waiting right. for our date. Ooh. Oh, man. Where, but I'm not on the list of husbands, so what am I, like a side bitch? Am I on the list of side bitches? I, think so. or? I like to tell her whenever she uh, talks about her Anthony from her list of husbands, I always right. tell Tiffany that I'm like, I thought I was your Anthony because we're friends or whatever. Like, right. We text, but she doesn't take that very well. She's like, no, 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 it's Anthony from House of Glory. 
So we're going to have to do a joint uh, smart to death Kenny for your thoughts podcast shirt, mm -hmm. which is the list yeah. of side bitches. We're the first two <laughs> names on there. Um, I don't know if anybody else will be on there. And uh, guys, I apologize ahead of time uh, for you in audio land who are listening to the quivering of my voice. I'm not nervous to have Anthony on. I promise you. It's just I'm still suffering from a chest cold. <clears throat> so you might hear some coughing. Uh, but for the sake of this podcast, let's just say Anthony makes me nervous. Yeah, there we go. I like it. I like that a whole lot. <laughs> but, dude, tell us about Smart to Death because, um, you know, I, I, a little sidebar, I'll tell you that you were the one of the podcasts that I looked up to uh, when we started last September, uh, not even September, October. And uh, I was like, I want to be like this guy one day. So it's kind of an honor to have you on, man. It, it really is because you're, like I said, one, one of the podcasts we tried to emulate the most starting out. Yeah, you know, I, I and I really appreciate that. I've heard that from some other people too, but it's still it's still super weird to me because I'm just a dude that has too many wrestling posters on the wall behind me and I talk about wrestling and I for whatever reason have gotten some people to listen. I think that's pretty cool whether it's one person, 20 people, whatever it is, I think it's pretty cool. Smart to Death started in January of last year. It was myself and Kyle Dillon. We started the podcast and we had a great time. We're having fun. We just like our whole idea was you know, people, there's so much shit happening in wrestling all the time. And Kyle, just like I, watch so much wrestling. Like, we watched New Japan. We were watching Ring of Honor when it didn't suck. We were watching Impact. We were watching <laughs> WWE. And we would I'm also... Sorry. I had to cut you off there. The shade on Ring of Honor. <laughs> we watched Ring of Honor when it didn't suck. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm dude, I'm so, upset about, I'm so upset about Ring of Honor. Because my first ever interview with the wrestler was Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor. And then wow. they had to go and fuck everything up. And uh, goddamn, they, anyway. they got too big for the britches. But anyway, what were you saying? They, well, yeah, yeah, they're a little too small for their britches now is actually the issue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so we're, you know, we started the podcast and we wanted to cover news, right? So what we do is, you know, we cover the, the news in three rounds. I do, we were doing that every week. Uh, a lot of fun. Kyle grew out of wrestling, wasn't a fan anymore, just didn't want to keep up with it. I, however, find all this shit interesting, especially with the war that's. I want it to be a war between WWE Absolutely. and AEW because it's fun. It's like good storyline video game bullshit that sounds like a whole lot of fun. Um, and so for me, I still do that. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, but the main priority for Smart to Death is to create a community around the show. I don't really care if, if there's a whole bunch of listeners or just a few listeners. As long as the people that I interact with feel like they can come on, tell me I love WWE and Roman Reigns or – I hate Kenny Omega and AEW, and it's still okay. Like you have your own opinion. I'm I'm never going to shoot it down, uh, unless you're just blatantly really disgusting toward women wrestling. Then I'll have an issue. But otherwise, uh, that's that's the fun part. Smart to Death is supposed to be a community more so than a podcast, and that's what I've aimed for. I like that, man, and and it does come across like that. I mean, from the discords and your interactions on Twitter. Um, it's, it's funny that, you know, uh, I think I was telling you before we came on air, I had put my full focus into Instagram. I was almost missing, uh, the, the core of smart to death because yeah. now, um, now I see where all the fans are. They're all on Twitter. Yeah. I'm just posting right. my memes by myself on, on Instagram <laughs> and wondering why no one's around, you know? So, um, you know, but honestly, man, uh, on, on a, you know, a personal note, I want to tell you, you have given me a lot of advice, uh, which I won't say here because obviously it's personal stuff, but uh, you've given me a lot of advice on the, the podcasting end of things. So I, I really want to say thank you. Um, I really yeah. do appreciate that, man. Um, cool. So it seems yeah. I got you on sync, by the way. So Oh, nice. Awesome. Good. Yeah. And I'm and I'm always really happy about that, too. Like, 
you know, if you hit me up and all you, if you hit me up and you start talking, you and I have talked for months now. You know, you guys planned that that party, the the party that happened. <laughs> we got to talk nothing, about that. We, yeah, but you got, you know, you talk and you start a relationship. And if you guys, you know, talk to me for a while and interact, I mean, don't just hit me up on DMs and expect me to give you advice. But I'm willing to, right? Like I've given uh, Tiffany some microphone advice. I'm really big about that because it, with podcasting, there's a million of us, right? So who fucking cares if I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this podcast, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, uh, no, we, we don't really we don't really cuss on this podcast. So I, I fucking apologize. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but the thing like there's so many wrestling podcasts right now. Right. So right. who cares if we all help each other out? It doesn't really matter. Like it's just supposed to be and, fun. And is there yeah. is the, the funny part is like what I've realized. Um, is there really a lot of wrestling podcasts? Because. There are a lot of wrestling podcasts, just like there's a lot of people who play basketball. But, right. You know, there's to me and, you know, it might sound cocky, but there's only a few of us who can do this at a certain level. And, you know, I, I it pains me to say, I mean, I've seen there's been podcasts asking me for advice and then I go on their yeah. Instagram or their Twitter and they haven't posted an episode since June. So a lot of people, you know, fall off um, and it's hard. It's hard when you feel like no one's listening to this thing. I mean, we all were there, right? You know, can, right. can you remember those days when you're literally talking to a camera and not one person's on your chat or listening? Right. Well, luckily, we didn't do live initially. So we right. didn't start going live until people asked us to go live. So we had an audience. But it does. I mean, there are some weeks that uh, there are some weeks that are really, really difficult for it. You know, like when you're right. Sometimes it's tough to do a podcast and I've I've been at it for almost two years now There are definitely some weeks. You just don't want to do it, but uh, It's fun though. I enjoy it. I, I think that's a good take I think that's a really good take there's there's only a certain amount of people that can continue to do it The consistency right. thing is the biggest issue with being Absolutely. a podcaster. I would say Absolutely. like you have to do it every week and once you commit to live Doesn't matter if there's two people 20 people zero people in the chat. You've already said you're going to be live You have to be live. You said it right case in point uh, when you get a text message from your co-host at 15 minutes before we go on air and he's like, hey, by the way, someone cut the cable in my neighborhood. And I mean, you got to hear that phone call. You were cracking yeah, up. I, sure I, wish, I, I wish I had recorded it because I'm sitting there going, look, if you don't want to be a part of this effing podcast, you don't you don't have to cut the cable, bro. You could just say that you yeah. don't want to be a part of it. You know, I was like, yeah. I got a good co-host right here for this episode. I got Anthony on. So we're, we're good. Um but yeah, sometimes like you know, I, I have the Vince McMahon uh, theory, which is nothing can go wrong when it's live. If it's live, you meant to do it. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah, and you, or you just lean into it. Right, and and it's something that I like. I'm actually less nervous to do a live podcast than when we were recording. Uh, when yeah. we were recording, I would do things like go, "All right, Anthony, let me ask you a question." Hold on a second. Let me let me run that back, and I would get you know. I would rerun it. I let's say let's say it like this. It's the reason why John Moxley left the WWE because you'd have to redo and redo and redo to get it perfect. When the first time was organic, you had the emotion right. in there. You shouldn't have redone it. You should have just went with it. So, yeah. um, so Tiff says. By the way, she is um, owning up to the fact that she has cut Brandon's cable. So, <laughs> of course, she did. She, right. She ran over Roman Reigns, or she tried to run over Roman Reigns. Um, and now she's cut the cable from Brandon. So she, wait, Fernando, oh, she, she, she said that she ran over uh, Roman Reigns. She's claiming no, no. this now. I am claiming that because obviously we don't know her whereabouts for those two nights. Uh, True. So I'm saying, yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's like, and she doesn't like WWE. See, that's the thing. Like, I think you're onto something here, Tiffany. 
Look at me. <laughs> she, I know I mean, you did. That's the face of WWE. Of course, she starts with the face. Yeah, She's absolutely. To t- yeah. Top <laughs> down. For, right. Go for the nuts next, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did you know I don't like Dolph Ziggler? Like, I don't, it's like, that's like really? my guy. That's like, for some reason, like, okay, it's one of those things where I recognize he's been really good as of late and he's uh-huh. an amazing athlete. But there's something about Dolph Ziggler that, I, like, I don't like. Dude, I'm I, a big Dolph guy. W- see, this is why I brought it up. I'm a. I really like Dolph. I'm a huge fan of him. I, I think he's. I think he's great. I think he cuts great promos. I think he sells well in the ring. I'm a. Huh. You know what I, I think? I'm a it WWE is? fan. You're a bigger WWE fan than than you let on. I'm a bigger WWE fan than anyone realizes. Right. Because yeah. for some reason on social media, they think you're just like, and, and, and mind you, I, I throw you under the bus too. I'll say something like the Smarks are like, I'm like the Smarks out there who don't like WWE. And like, I've <laughs> yeah. thought about it. I'm like, I'm like, is Anthony sitting there thinking I'm talking about him because I'm saying the word smart specifically? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, take the bump does that to me too. Right. They're just like, what? They're like, what? Anthony enjoyed, uh, Anthony enjoyed something from, from WWE. There must be something wrong. I'm like, fuck you guys. It's fine. You, you do you do more WWE coverage than you do any other company. Like I'm Correct. gonna tell, I'm gonna out you right now. Like you literally yeah. do like every Raw, every it. SmackDown. You know the network shows. Like you're always uh-huh. posting. You know like reaction videos, things like that. So it's like uh-huh. it's like people are sitting there saying that like all you like is New Japan or All Elite Wrestling, which All Elite Wrestling's had what three shows, and apparently yeah, you're, you're an AEW guy. Yet yeah. you do like three WWE shows a week. At the yeah. very least. So. Well, they, uh, but like, I, I, to be fair, I don't spend money on the WWE though. Like, I'm, I'm there. Like, I don't spend money. I don't pay. I don't pay for the network. I don't pay for any of that crap. I do, however, fly to Chicago for All In, fly to Vegas for Double or Nothing, and fly to Chicago next week for All. So you know, there's, there's a little basis there. There's a little bit of it there. No, I mean, I, I, Brandon would be the same way. If uh, actually, no, scratch that. Brandon's the exact opposite. Now that I think about it, because he'll pay for WWE, but then I'll say like, oh, there's some local show here. He's like, ah, I don't want to go see those uh, indie wrestlers, and I'm like, what? Indie like, wrestling's the best live. It's so dude, fun. Dude, I feel like I never have any friends because I'm either the guy who's like, okay, like for the uh, indie fans, I'm viewed as a WWE fan. And then yeah. for the WWE fans, I'm viewed as like, oh, he doesn't like WWE, he likes indie stuff. So it's like, I can't, I yeah. can't win. I can't, I'm always on the outside <laughs> looking in because I like everything, like every yeah, wrestling promotion, which apparently is a no-no. If you like WWE, just for the record, the term is apologist. You, yes, you get called an apologist. I get called that on Twitter now all the time. It's yeah. the, the minute I say something positive about WWE. Yeah. You know like what's the, crazy? It's yeah. The, the, I mean, the easiest the easiest way to get a lot of traction, though, is just to, like, either say something really well about, like, really nice about Roman Ooh. or just make fun of the WWE. Oh. Like, I, it, I have a lot of fun making fun of the WWE. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people will take you seriously. Like when you yeah. do stuff like that, when like, I, I think I know you well enough to know that like, you're basically just doing it the way you, you, you're talking right now, which is like just tongue in cheek. It's like, it's fun, uh-huh. but everyone yeah. on Twitter gets their, their panties in a bunch. It's crazy. And, but it's funny. Uh, the person I'm going after the most was, was JD from New York. I'm sure you've heard that because <laughs> I'm like yeah. going after that negative crowd and, and, and yeah. to, I'm going to, I'm going to let it out right now. I, I am poking the bear. I don't really hate him as much as I let on but it's just the, the, he is a genius. I think I said mm-hmm. it on Instagram. Uh, yeah. He, he's a genius. Like, he is feeding into that negativity. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's also a really good commentator for the House of Glory. I've heard it. I've heard his He's commentary. fantastic. He's really good. Yeah, he's very, very good. He had a great take about AEW being a weekly. I don't know. You should see that. Everybody should. Like, if y'all are watching this, listening to it, check JD from the NY. Don't like him. Fine. Got it. I understand. <laughs> but he not had a everybody. great. T- yeah, not for everybody. But he had a freaking fantastic ta- take the other day about uh, AEW versus uh, NXT. And I, which is what, yeah, I know we'll get into that here in a little bit, but NXT and AEW talking about how NXT is going to be live, but in front of 400 people and AEW is going to be live in front of thousands of people. And it's going to look like for a casual viewer flipping the channel, like, why do I want to watch this schmuck promotion with 400 people? I'm going to watch the thousands of people. Like he's like, this is a mistake for NXT. Just leave it alone. Right. Now you're making them look inferior because less people are there. It's a great take. You know, I give you, the, I give you the flip side of that. It's funny. I've been thinking about that actually, and yeah. the flip side of that was, I feel like WWE is trying to set a precedent for AEW. That being that, like, we're not going to compete our big shows with them. We're going to yeah, take yeah. our our bottom feeder. Not, I shouldn't say bottom feeder. It's not a bottom. Our developmental, if you will. And it's that's going to compete. I mean, Vince would call it a bobby, bottom feeder. Let's be real. Vince definitely right. thinks it's the bottom. Feeder. In in the totem pole, it is on the bottom. And right. he's like, okay, that's going to compete with AEW to show to to set the, you know, the audience mind to the fact that like, look, mm-hmm. that's what's competing with AEW, not our main shows. Yeah. So I feel like there's a subliminal thing going on because if they had put SmackDown head to head, with AEW, it basically mm-hmm. puts AEW on that you know that level with them. See, but, I don't think that's it at all because takeovers are still selling out ten thousand seat arenas every right. time they do a takeover. I think it's one, you can't move off of Mondays and you've already got the deal with Fox on Fridays. That's set in stone. Uh, you were already on Wednesdays. They decided to be on Wednesdays. Also, I mean, let's be real. People that watch all elite wrestling are, there's not very many of us that are going to watch AEW on Wednesdays and Raw on Mondays. If right. you like, if you like AEW, maybe SmackDown, I get SmackDown, NXT, Evolve, NXT UK. If you watch all elite wrestling, New Japan, you probably watch those other ones and maybe you catch a Raw here and here and then, you know, once in a while. But they're not they're not for the same type of wrestling fan. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a different I mean, AEW is marketed as the alternative. And so right. those alternative fans are the ones who are gonna be watching your NXTs and your AEWs anyway. So I guess that's that's why Vince put that show on there right. was to and take it, that demographic away, per se. Right. And NXT was supposed to be for the alternative fan. Like when they started NXT, it was their developmental, but it was, you know, FCW or whatever it was in Florida. So you'd FCW, they're doing this, and they had OWE, or not OWE, uh, OVW, all these other Ohio <laughs> Valley wrestling, and so they had these other things that were feeding into WWE. Right. Then they decided they'd have this one big thing. Like they've been doing this. WWE is doing has been doing this alternative thing for a long time. Nobody's going to say that, but NXT has been the alternative to Raw and SmackDown for Absolutely. years. It's just part of the same company. And so us smarts are like, no, fuck that. Like, this is just WWE monopolizing wrestling, which they are. Which it it was a smart thing to do. I mean, they recognized that they had they were PG, that they were, you know, they couldn't like they had so many sponsors that they had to answer to that. You can't just take the program back to TV 14 like that. So it's like, what can we do? Let's create our own smaller brand for the audience that is kind of disgruntled. For the audience that wants hard rock music videos and hard rock performances, right. um, basically attitude era style stuff, um, right. you know they brought they brought a lot of people back. I mean, I I know a lot of people that subscribe to the network or at least did uh, just for NXT, 
just to watch right. the NXT stuff or see old school WWE, of course. Um, yeah. So it's ingenious. I mean, it's it's ingenious that that NXT is going head to head. Ultimately, I mean, what's what's your take on NXT specifically going uh, going to the USA Network? I mean, are you excited for it? So I will say this about NXT, and it's not it is not a popular opinion. I'm not that big on NXT. Um, I've actually lost a lot of, and it's not because I think it's bad. Because no matter what I say, NXT's not bad. It is a very very good wrestling program. However, after a while of seeing Alistair Black get called up and not get used, and now mind you, they've made Ricochet look like a million dollars, but for right. every Ricochet, there's three Finns. Right. There's a Samoa Joe, there's a Drew McIntyre, there's all these other guys. So for me, that's a big deal, right? Like I can't get invested into these characters. I like the NXT to I like the NXT to USA move because um, it's it's taking a risk. It's taking a risk for these fans. It's the right business move. As much as I don't like it necessarily, it is the right move. Doesn't matter what I think. Uh, but I'm not excited about it because I just don't – the product just doesn't do anything for me. I thought this last takeover was fine. I thought NXT TakeOver 25 was fine. I haven't enjoyed the Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano feud. Okay, let's talk. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Believe it or not, I've actually been silent on this, and uh, and I shouldn't have been. Because uh, I've had the same take as you on this. Um, yeah. I've actually become really disgruntled for NXT, uh, with NXT. I, I don't find myself enjoying the weeklies anymore. Um, TakeOver 25, uh, I watched it. You know, I had my two-year-old daughter, and, and usually we just sit down and watch NXT, and NXT is like the brand that gets me excited, you know? Yeah. Um, it didn't do it for me. And then yeah. the funny part is I told my friend in confidence, you know, I didn't air this on the podcast, but here I am now. Um, I was like, I really was not feeling Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. And I feel like, I don't know if that means I'm disgruntled or, or like, am I being negative? But everybody else is touting it like it's the second coming of Jesus. Like, that's the best match in the history. It's, it's like... You know, Ric Flair versus Sting or something. Like, it's just amazing. And I'm sitting there like, I'm not feeling it as much. I wasn't yeah. even, even more controversial. I wasn't feeling their match in New York as much either, as much as everybody was. It was good. false match? It was good, yes. But, I like, I I didn't put it on the level everybody else did. But that might have yeah. something to do with the fact that I was also packing my underwear to leave to New York uh, yeah. that same night. So I was kind of pissed off that I wasn't at the event. Sure. So, but, I mean, well, you know, you think and, about the New York match. I'm I'm with T- Tiffany. Also said in the chat yeah. here that she thought that uh, Gar- Gargano and Andrade was a better feud night. Yes, She's right. Like was best match feud. in NXT like history. Like it might yeah. even be on that level. Yeah, and I, I'm not like I'm not indifferent to like I, I don't think that it was a bad feud, right? But that first two out right. of three falls match being, I could not stand that the very first match was two out of three falls, and everybody lost their damn minds. But the first two falls were trash. They were right. not good. I think that's what it was, is like the first two falls were like, okay, you could have done without that. You could have just done the third fall as the one and only. And right. then maybe I would have liked the two out of three falls this time around. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought the two out of three falls, this last match was real good. None of the matches were bad. I thought exactly. those first two falls were really sloppy and they didn't on that very first one. It was sloppy. They didn't really feel that big. We... And the other thing too is like Gargano has had all these great feuds. There wasn't, there hasn't really been that much heat for me in the feud with Adam Cole. I don't, I don't think there has been. I know that it's there to an extent, 
but we just saw him come out of this really hot feud with Champa that involved I think his that's wife. The problem. That's the problem. And, is is, right. is Adam he, Cole is too hot as he's a superstar? Too hot. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no. It's like a baby face versus a baby face, if you will. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no heat in this feud. They're just two good superstars that are fighting. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing too. And he went through. So we saw Johnny Gargano, Zelina Vega, and Andrade were feuding with Candice LeRae and Johnny. Great feud. Then we right. had Champa versus versus the uh, the wrestling family of of Gargano and LeRae. And then we had Adam Cole and Gargano, and it's like, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Um, I, I don't understand why it didn't have the heat it should have. This last match was good, but even so, like Io Shirai and Candice LeRae definitely they stole definitely, the show. Yeah, it, like they, there's no way Gargano and Adam Cole were gonna. It, it were also gonna, doesn't like, help. It doesn't help that you know, and and I'm not one to knock the women's division. I love the women's division, but sure. the NXT women's division to me is stale in terms of their champion. Yep. Um, you know, you have Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim, which it was a confusing match. Mia Yim did not set herself. Uh, she didn't set herself up as the clear babyface doing babyface right. things. Uh, so there was nobody almost to get behind in that match. Right, and then you had Io Shirai, Candice LeRae before that anyway. So it was just like they were just in a really, really tough position. But it's come to the point where right. it's like it's Shayna to the main roster or bust at this point because right. she's having a really lackluster reign. And, and that's not – to me, that's not anything to do with Shayna Baszler because she's still intimidating. She's got a presence, but she's hit the ceiling NXT. It's like what more can she right. do? We get it. She can beat everyone's ass. But until someone beats her, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I've I've been I've been touting this for a long time that I thought Baszler was I, I Baszler's a great champion. She is dominant. She you could argue if you wanted to, you could argue she's the best heel in the WWE. Absolutely. You could. She's and there's more than Brock Lesnar even. Yeah, no, no doubt. I I'm actually kind of into Lesnar now, which is a weird thing, but me, me too. Uh, <laughs> it, just cuz he I just set he Seth he's get it. He gets it now. No, he he's He's looking dominant, but he's eating some pinfalls, so he's not just looking yeah. like he's not helping the business. So we'll get right. there. We'll get there. But right, right. Sorry, but yeah, but I'm with you though. I don't, I don't love the women's division, and there are plenty of talented women there. Right. That's plenty the problem. Of, That's the problem. Yeah. Is yeah. like, and, it, it, sorry, go ahead. No, and I was saying I could, I'd take it even a step further. I don't think the tag division's very good right now. You got two oh, teams. Ugh. And that's where I go. You see, that's why I wanted to have you in this episode, because it lets me explore my disgruntled side a little bit, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, I I don't want to say I didn't have a problem with the, the tag division, but I didn't notice it as much until I went and saw Fight for the Fallen in person. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm okay. So, again, controversial. Uh, I'm going to look at the camera for this, because I know there's going to be death threats when I say this. I don't like the Young Bucks. I'm not a big fan of the Young Bucks. Uh, they were, they were always a tag team to me. Uh, <laughs> you see? Here's, my, here's my WrestleMania 32 shirt. Um, yeah, I'm a huge but, fan of the Bucks, man. Well, so, so so let's get. I'll get there. Don't worry. But uh, I never liked them. I was like, I don't get it. I don't see it. Um, uh, my friend had to explain it to me in these terms. I said, "What's what makes the Bucks popular?" And his exact words were. Um, they're kind of like the Deadpool of the tag team division. Yes. And, and so when he said it like that, I kind of opened my eyes. Um, 
That being said, went to fight for the Fallen. I'm a Bucks fan now because I saw it. I saw it. I saw exactly why people are Young Bucks fans because they got it. They can control a crowd. And uh, another tag team that I was just like, uh, somebody asked me actually in the chat the other day, or sorry, on Instagram, I should say. Uh, they were like, you know, who's the greatest tag team out there right now? And I said, uh, the Lucha Bros, because I said, if I had, if this had been before Fight for the Fallen, I would have not said that because I didn't understand the power of the Lucha Bros. But to see uh, Pentagon Jr. specifically, mm-hmm. oh, almost quite literally ha- having the palm, uh, the the crowd on the palm of his hands, just like the the feeling of that crowd when they were doing the the Zero Medio was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I haven't experienced a crowd that hot in a while, and not just because yeah. it was outside and it was horrible, horrible, you know, yeah. ass sweating yeah. weather. But yeah, no, dude. And I go to so I go. I understand that Florida weather because we go to Disney World in Orlando every year, right? In the summer because we're idiots. Um, and I live in Texas, and I would never want to deal with a Florida summer. I don't know how you guys oh, do it's, it, and it's it's humid. You you got the the dry heat. We have the, like, uh, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's a little humid. It's not Florida humid. It's not like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm in a goddamn swamp. I'm going to die now. Right. The term swamp ass was invented in Orlando at Disney, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Probably so. That's it. I, like, I do like that you pointed out, though, because, like, of course, it's an easy segue from the tag team division is not. Like is it's just not good in NXT. It's not good in WWE in general. But then, like, the easy thing to do is, like, what does AEW have going for it? Tag team. Over everything else, the tag team division is ridiculously stellar. I'm glad that you saw the Bucks live because I'll be honest, I liked the Bucks the first time I saw them. But when I saw them at Ring of Honor State of Dallas last year in person, I saw them come out, have a great match with Dalton Castle's boys. And then I saw them actually like start their feud with the Briscoes. And it's like, OK, like the whole fucking aura of this place changes when the bucks come in that's what like, it was it's crazy like you feel like you're like oh they're superstars same with same with right. pentagon pentagon right. is and that's why i said it oh was my the God. perfect match for me to see because you know i was okay with pentagon um yeah. and then the bucks like i said i didn't like and that's how i know i'm not biased right because quote unquote i hated the bucks and yet when they came out i was like okay i get it because yeah, right. like you said it's like, you know, there there's a reason why WWE was trying to give them like millions of dollars to come to WWE because like they right. step into a room and you're like, okay, here comes the it stars. Dare mm-hmm. I say the tag team division if the Bucks had signed with the WWE instead of, you know, starting up AEW, I think the tag team division would be A1 in WWE now because you would literally have people to build the tag team division around. Right. You know, and you the, very the, likely you very likely would have got the Lucha Bros too. Like they very likely would have followed the Bucks there. And right. you would have got LAX, too. So all of a sudden, like, you got the Usos and three teams that are better than them that nobody realizes because they hadn't seen them yet. And the Usos are great. There's no knock on the Usos. They're right. great. But who, who can great. they face? But who can they face? They can't face each other all the time. No, no. God, no. But although we all have seen a lot of Lucha Bros and Young Bucks matches. I mean, this will be three of them now. Four, uh, five? Let's see. We had them at AAA. We had them at Double or Nothing. We had them again at AAA. We had them in fight for the fall. It'll be the fifth time they've matched up since January. So it's a lot. It's a lot of times. It's, di- it's different. I think it's different though because it's not like they're on weekly WWE pay per view. So they're all they're at least facing a different 
yeah. uh, areas, different promotions, and and so it's like unless you're a real fan who's seen these things, like like you and probably Tiff and stuff. I mean, yeah. it's still pretty fresh for the for the average casual fan person, right? You know, right? So. And you and most likely most people haven't seen their um, didn't see their AAA matches. Like d- most people did not see the rematch of Laredo Kid and the Bucks versus Kenny and the and or sorry, Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers versus Kenny and the Bucks. Like most people probably didn't see that. Also, Kane Velasquez debuted on that pay per view, so that's what everybody was talking about. They weren't talking about Kenny and the Bucks, right? Right. Which um, is still wild to me that Cain Velasquez is a wrestler, but whatever. Yeah, I heard he had a really good show. I haven't actually seen it, but I heard he had an amazing showing. A beautiful big boy Hurricane Rana, and I to this day I wake up and I, I can see it in my head because he's got a mat. He had a mask on. He had a lucha mask with horns. I'm like, who the fuck? It's crazy. Now I want to see him versus Brock in a match, real bad, real real bad. Oh, Just man. because you know Cain beat his ass. Or, uh, yeah, Cain Velasquez beat Brock's ass that one time. So love to see it in hey, wrestling. Let's not talk about that time. It was a really sad showing. At, at, at the time, I was <clears throat> so upset because you know Brock was carrying the flag of professional wrestling, and then he gets his ass beat by Cain Velasquez. So and diverticulitis. So let's not forget that he's a zero and two against those two. That's true. That's true. So he did. He was sick at the time, guys. So he has an excuse. He was dancing, man. He had him on spin cycle. My God. Ugh. I, I'm going to go watch that when we're done. I was going to say, you see, have you seen the video out there that was like uh, all of JR's calls? And he's like, Kane's got him against the ropes. Like it's uh, J, JR at the UFC. JS, JR at oh, the no. UFC. And he's like, Kane's got him. Kane's got him. And, and it's it's a funny video. Search uh, Jim Ross UFC and you'll see what yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, but oh, he yeah. does. It, it, he calls the spin cycle. That's why I was laughing. I love it. I love it so much. It's so funny. Awesome, man. But um, so let's talk. I mean, you don't. What do you usually not talk about on your podcast? Let, let's get into something you don't normally talk about. Do you? Do you? you I was, I was going <laughs> to say so, WWE, but then you talk about a lot of WWE. People definitely just don't talk, know it. Well, I do breaking news, right? So I don't typically. What I usually don't do is what we just did here. Typically, my podcast is all news, right? So it's news predictions, recaps. So, so I don't do so these is mine. big. So yeah, I don't. I, say, I don't so do the whole. I don't do the whole like state of wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's like just talk about how wrestlers have this it factor and things like that. I love shit like that, but I never do it unless I'm on like Queen's Court or somebody else's show. It's funny. I'm the same way. And usually, if Brandon was here, he would probably pipe in with an awkward question like, uh, "Anthony, uh, you're wearing a Young Bucks shirt. Uh, what size underwear is, uh, do you have on right now?" It would just be something <laughs> like that. And it's like those two things don't connect, and I guess I have to answer him, uh, but I don't want to. Yeah. yeah, Slam Hub Wrestling actually has a question. He wants me to give them uh, my take on Kenta in Bullet Club and Shibata getting physical in the ring. Did you see that? Are you familiar with that happening over in New Japan? I did. I've seen all the memes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I created like three. But we, yep. uh, <laughs> I uh, Slam Hub Wrestling, I'm actually, a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kenta doing this because. And this is what I said on last week's Mark to Death 2 when John and I talked about it. Um, so if you're not familiar, Kenta was in Noah. He was the ace of Noah. He was the Tanahashi of Noah. And now he's in New Japan. He couldn't get over with the crowd. So it's almost like Gato was like, fuck it, join the outsider uh, faction. Because Bullet Club, when they started, they were basically like outsiders. They were essentially – like they were basically like the outsiders more or less. Like Finn starts it, right. and then all of a sudden they're like interrupting matches and stuff. So it makes perfect sense. It's like it takes – to me, it immediately takes Bullet Club back to its roots, which Jay White has right. not done. Uh, right, I'm not J- a big Jay White. I, I thought the as soon as Jay White took over, I was like, "Oh my God, please kill the Bullet Club!" 
because it's so yeah. gone from what it was supposed to be. He's like, what, the fifth leader? I'm like, so you're right. It took yeah. it right back to its roots, and it's like, okay, here we go, at least with the Bullet Club. Like, I know he's not a American wrestler per se, but he's still not being right. accepted with the New Japan crowd, which was the point. Which is crazy because he is a Japanese wrestler. Like, he grew up in the New Japan dojo system. He right. is not He is not a gaijin. He's a Japanese wrestler. Right. He's, and that's crazy. what I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, that was the whole point of the Bullet Club. But it's, it's, yeah. it's funny that, like, a Japanese guy is what took him mm-hmm. back to its roots. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing I really liked about Shibata is um, Shibata getting physical put over Kenta as a heel in a way that, Literally nobody else in that company could. I mean, that was a that was a pop. Like I, I don't know how many. Absolutely. I know you watched some New Japan as well, but yeah. like New Japan crowds popping is that's rare. Not yeah, that's not something you hear. Like North American crowds pop for God, God, <laughs> anything at this point. Yeah, but, we cheer, you know, we chant. This is awesome for table spots. Right, exactly, and the Miz. Uh, but <laughs> I like the Miz. I don't know why I'm throwing shade at him. The Miz is um, one of my very favorite guys in WWE. Me too. I've always liked him, even though, like, even in 2010, when everyone else hated him, I had the "I'm awesome" T-shirt. Um, Hell yeah! Yes, thank you. I like you more and more as I talk to you. Uh, well, he was but, a he was a wrestling fan that was on a reality TV show that used reality TV to become a wrestler. I think that's the problem. You can't hate him. You right. can't hate him for that. <laughs> I think a lot of people have a problem with people who, quote unquote, didn't go through the system. Uh, you know what I mean? They weren't indie wrestlers first. And I was like, you know, sorry the Miz was on the real world and said to the world that I want to become a professional wrestler. Wouldn't you do the same? You could almost say he was like an indie wrestler. Like, I mean, he was right. on. He that had was to roots. with. Yeah, he had to wrestle with uh, being on shit ass reality TV and becoming a wrestler. So I, I'm gonna call it indie, I'm gonna call it indie cred. I was gonna say it, it's probably it was probably harder for him uh, to gain you know acceptance for the fact yeah. that you know everyone felt like he had an easy ride, but he might have had a harder ride getting there because everybody in WWE was like, we don't want this reality TV guy. He's gonna make our company a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a uh, little, little sidebar, little sidebar there on The Miz. Sorry about that. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, talking about the Japanese crowd, I mean, you know, they clap for things that are awesome. Uh, you know, they're very polite is probably the way yeah. to say it. So uh-huh. for, for them to pop at that interaction is a huge deal. You don't hear reactions like that from right. uh, New Japan crowd. I don't know if you intentionally, like, did a mic pop there when you said pop, but it was a really nice touch. Pop. Like you just really enunciate it really hard. You're like, pop, Mike, pop. Yes, yeah, there you go. It's nice touch. Anyway, yes, you're right. Uh, it was like essentially that pop for Shibata getting uh, getting active, getting physical, was the same as the Hardy brothers returning, like the Hardy boys returning at WrestleMania two years ago. Like I was there. It, that's the equivalent. I don't know. See, that's the problem. Is and and this is this is where I'm like I don't know because. I was in the crowd for that Hardy Boys pop, and I heard right. the pop Shibata got, but it was like, I'm, I'm not saying volume-wise. I'm saying <laughs> the moment say, okay. is that it, it, it's right. the equivalent moment for well, a Japanese you know, crowd versus an American You know crowd. what I was going to compare it to was like, I feel like it's up there. Like, which do you feel was more surprising? Shibata's interaction, physical interaction there, or Edge's uh, Edge coming out and spearing Elias? Because that one, to me, was just as shocking where I was just like, Wait, wait, Edge hit a spear? Because I was expecting him to come just talk to Elias. So with WWE guys, though, they're never actually retired. Like, they're never actually done. 
Um, right. So even though they're done forever, yada, yada, so on, so forth you know that they'd bring him back. Like if like Sting shouldn't wrestle ever again because, you know, Seth injured him. But right. if he if Sting came back and wrestled for blood money in Saudi Arabia, it's not that <laughs> it's not that shocking. And with that, the next Saudi show coming around the corner, like Edge. It was surprising. But Kenta had like blood on his brain. I mean, not Kenta. Shibata had blood on his brain. Like, right. But you see, that's. I think that's why I was more surprised at Edge, right? And so this this is where we see that I think, you know, I'm a little bit, bluntly, a little bit biased towards WWE. Because sure. I grew yeah, up with yeah. WWE. I think I was more surprised at Edge's interaction there, physical interaction, because to me, I perceive New Japan as being the ones that would let Shibata wrestle after an injury like that. Because Kota Ibushi's out there breaking his fucking neck, you know, just every night. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, they're like, okay, yeah, you go out and wrestle, where I feel like in WWE, Kota Bushi would be, they'd be like, yeah, you're hurt, you're sitting out for about three months, you're not doing that anymore. So that's that's my take on that. It was, I felt like, I almost expected Shibata, when mm-hmm. he came back with Kenta, in that big yeah. return, my heart of hearts was like, okay, we're going to see an interaction between these two physically. I th- I mean, that's that makes sense. Like, it was a little telegraphed, sure, whatever, it makes sense. But I bet you there's more injured wrestling happening in the WWE than, than we'll ever know. I'm sure there's a whole right. lot more. Shit, Goldberg was concussed during that entire match versus Undertaker. <laughs> you know, like Don't he was that. he was I was Don't it wasn't that. a match. It wasn't a match. It was <laughs> awful. I didn't I I literally only watched that match from that show because I didn't believe that it was as bad as people said. I was wrong. Brandon it was Brandon actually match. texted me the same thing, was like I wasn't gonna watch it, but I heard it was horrible, and I was like, "Let me, let me watch it." And yeah. my thing is, you know, <clears throat> and I've I've said this on the pod. I'm like, I don't give Goldberg as much shit as everybody else because I've been concussed, and mm. and the minute I was concussed, it was a karate move. I won't get. I've t- told the story before. You can check it out in an old episode. It's got Goldberg and Undertaker on the cover. Um, but the minute I was concussed, I couldn't raise my leg. I literally oh. could not kick the guy in karate. I couldn't. I could barely punch. Uh, I kept trying to fight, but I ba- eventually they had to grab me and put me on mm-hmm. the floor and and stop me and say, "Hey, you can't go on." And I was like, "No, let me at him!" Like pride and ego kind of thing, which sure. is exactly what happened to Goldberg. I okay, feel but like did he... you concuss yourself by banging your head against a wall in the back? Look, for, that's, for that's a, besides the point. For a for a fake fight, <laughs> what I did was I turned my head for a punch. The other guy punched me in the chin, and I I, it, I got rung like a bell. Ah, so, sounds like so you you did not bang your head on the back and cut yourself open a little bit for a fake fight. You actually got real concussed right. in a real fight. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, brother. Those aren't the same. A <laughs> so, little bit, a little different. You make me feel. You see, you won me over with with your with your compliments. So now I'm almost having to agree with you because I don't want to down myself. <laughs> So it was very manipulative. You're a very good host. Kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but man, that that was really bad. I'm not. But I'm a Goldberg guy. Like I was a WCW fan when I was a kid. Were you really? Like, yeah, yeah, you dude. I was me a, as a WCW guy. I don't know why. You, you mean I wouldn't be a fan of the rebels that were coming down, coming against WWF and want to strike war and put them out of business? Kind of like so I'm a, an AEW. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense now that you say it yeah. like that. Why you got to yeah. be a dick, bro? Why you got to come <laughs> on my podcast? <laughs> but no, but, like, 
I was a huge WCW fan. It's also why like I'm such a massive Chris Jericho mark. I have all of Jericho's right. shirts that he's released since he left the WWE. It's That's bad. Awesome. Like it's an addiction. I mean, look look at the episode thumbnail. I'll show I'll show it right here. I mean, you you're wearing an Alpha Club shirt. So Hell I mean, yeah. it, it makes yeah. complete sense. Um, I'm wearing like 20 more pounds too. So there's that. Yeah, dude. I actually didn't notice that now that you mentioned it, dude. Congrats to you, man. Did you yeah. did you do some uh, karate fights, get concussed, and then lose the 20 pounds to compensate? <laughs> no, no. I just drank more Lone Star beer. Lone Star beer. Ooh. Yeah, that's a, tex- that's a Texas domestic. I was going to say, does that have weight loss properties to it? <laughs> no, God, no. It definitely has weight gain properties to it. I've been just strictly on a Texas barbecue and Texas beer diet. So speaking of Texas beer, which I want to get into this right now. Um, but before I do, let me ask this question. Um, uh-huh. Who was your favorite WCW superstar, and why was it hard work Bobby Walker? <laughs> well, it wasn't hard work Bobby Walker. Why not? Uh, my favorite WCW star. So this is actually tough, right? My fandom with WCW was because my dad wouldn't let us watch WWF because bra and panty matches and whatnot. I mean, they, they were both terrible for kids to be watching anyway. Like, whatever. But I... Uh, we che- we were a Goldberg family. We were a Goldberg family for sure. Me and my brothers and my dad, massive fans of him. Uh, Sting, liked Sting a whole lot. Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit were my favorite. It, it's like it's hard to say Chris Benoit loud, loud because it's, you know, we're not supposed it's, it's to. Confl- no, no, screw it. I've had this discussion with a lot of people, so I'm just going to say this right here. We talk about Chris Benoit as we saw him at the time when we were kids. Chris Benoit, yeah. like you said, was one of my favorite guys in WCW. I'm yeah. not here to talk about 07 because not one person in this world thinks that that was okay. And right. I'm not going to sit here and glorify Chris Benoit and 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 make him uh, out to seem any better than he was. But at circa 1998, Chris Benoit was one of the biggest stars in WCW. So how can we discredit that? How can we just not talk about something that we liked as kids? Yeah, no, uh, I... I was a big fan of of Chris Benoit because he was so he was so fun in the ring. And so I played WCW Thunder. I remember having that on PS1. I did too. I, that was my first it, game for PS1. It was my first wrestling video game ever. <laughs> and so I would always, 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 always try to win the tag titles with Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Because I was yes. a kid and I thought it was awesome to have a team with this people with the same first names. <laughs> and like I, I became a Chris Benoit fan because I liked playing with him as a WCW thing. Like, isn't that crazy? Because WWE 2K is not a great game. Imagine if it was a good game and like kids like how old we were. I assume you and I are pretty similar age. Yeah, I'm 30. I was, I was not. Yeah, I'm 30 as well. So I was going to say I was yeah, nine. Yeah. I was nine at the time when I was playing yeah. Thunder. 98. I got I got into wrestling because of renting video games, like renting right. wrestling video games at Blockbuster. Like imagine if 2K was good, how much more over Roman Reigns would be. Because Roman Reigns would be Very is fun true. to play with. Like, he's Very fun true. to play he's with. He's got some fun game. moves. Like here's the thing, as a kid, can you imagine doing some like arcade style Superman punches in the video game? Yeah. Like that yeah, just I'd... seems badass. And I don't right, know about right. you, but just little things like Thunder was horrible, by the way, in terms of gameplay. But awful. but just little things like when you would go on the uh you know the selection screen you select Benoit mm-hmm. and he goes silent but violent this 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 and he does like a little promo where Macho Man's like yeah Macho Man Randy Savage yeah pick me pick me and it's like just yeah. I remember just being on the menu for hours because right. it was so much fun and it's just like yeah you gotta do stuff like this for kids now like if I go into a video game uh, now and I'm I'm kind of a casual. 
Right. Who do I select? I don't. I don't really know who I want to uh, play as. Right. You just look for. And luckily, though, it's the WWE, so legends never die. Uh, like if you're, you know, kind of like Overwatch. Uh, anyway, uh, legends never die, so you can just. You're like, oh, cool. Sting's still wrestling for 65 years now. I'm just gonna pick Sting because I know him. Yeah, but the, like you're right though. You don't get to hear these things like silent but violent or macho man cutting promos and stuff. So these like. You also don't rent video games. I miss the shit out of Blockbuster. This oh is I do this every podcast when some, wow. with someone my age. No, I miss Blockbuster too. So I went to a cafe today. And you see, we're getting off track, but screw it. This is fun. So I went to a <laughs> cafe today, and it's a really amazing coffee shop. And yet a part of me died inside when I went there because it used to be a Blockbuster when I was a kid. Oh, no. So I moved, yeah, I moved here when I was 14, and it was a Blockbuster for you know about 10 years. Um, it's been a couple other things since, but now, it, like I said, it's a cafe. So yeah. I sat there and I was just like, man, I used to rent video games from the same place. Yeah. And like the, the first time I saw The Matrix was because we went mm-hmm. to Blockbuster and I was like, oh, what movie is that? And my cousin's like, The Matrix. I'm like, what the hell is that? And he looks at me like I had just slapped his mother. He's like, you've never seen The Matrix? He slaps down a $10 bill. He's like, well, take that. We'll grab a thing of popcorn back to your house. Yeah, you buy the shitty popcorn that's like $3 too much. You're like, why was this $4? But oh, you don't know because you're oh, a yeah. kid, so you just buy it. Oh, yeah, and it tastes horrible, and, and for some Awful. reason they, they advertise it like it's, you know, movie theater popcorn. It's going to be yeah. the second coming of popcorn here. It tastes better, but anyway. Um, and you got like, overpay for the Bunch of Crunch and stuff? Man, god damn. I, could, I, I think I'm going to do an entire Patreon-only episode about Blockbuster, and can, it's like, can I be I'm going to write a poem. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'll write a whole poem. I'll write a haiku, a series of haikus, <laughs> just all about it. Yeah, <laughs> Blockbuster. I don't VHS even know how to do a section getting smaller. <laughs> DVD section growing. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm half Asian, so uh, my mother's probably really disappointed that I didn't do a haiku properly there. But she's Malaysian, <laughs> so haikus aren't our thing. Ah. You know, so I apologize. I, I got you. I got but, you. Yeah, that was really off track. I have no idea where yeah. we were going. No, I have no idea, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is to promote smart to death, so people have to get to know you. People have to get to know their host. Uh Tiff says, "I get, oh my god, bunch of crunch. I gained back ten pounds." <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. I like. I, I'm probably gonna try to see if I can get the wife to go to the movies this weekend just to get bunch of crunch. Please do. Like probably, wife, I like wife, maybe if you're listening. Please take Anthony out. Get some bunch of crunch for him. I'm I'm real fucking loud. She can hear me. Okay, We're, I'm well, in the bedroom next door. <laughs> well, Tiff. Yeah. Uh, so on our date, because apparently Tiff has asked me out. Tiff, we're going to get bunch of crunch. Just for the record, uh-huh. okay? Uh, but <laughs> as I was saying, man, getting back into it, I mean, Blockbuster, which I want to talk about Blockbuster now. This is the rest of the podcast yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, kids mm-hmm. don't understand that, man. It's not, it's different than nowadays you either have to buy the game or ha- have a friend that has it. it it's, just per- it's just different, right. man. It's, you know, like you said, like going to rent, um, like I had Thunder, I bought it with, or my parents bought it, obviously, with the PS1 yeah. when I first got it, but um, I rented Warzone because nowhere in my area had the game, so I rented Warzone, and I remember thinking Thunder was a better game, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, to segue it back into wrestling, let's see, this This will be a nice one, I'm really going to be proud of this. Do you know what's another reason why wrestling's not like a big reason why wrestling's not as popular anymore? Exactly what you just said. You have to buy things and you like everything now is meant for you to consume in your own home and not leave. Like you buy a wrestling game, you can play online with your friends. 
right. you want to watch a wrestling pay-per-view, you and I can have an entire conversation for three hours and live stream. And none of these people that listen to the, either of our shows have to go hang out with their friends. Instead, they can hang out with us online. And so right. no one's growing organically the industry. See, then right. that's like that's my biggest problem with what's happening right now with WWE versus AEW. They're both going after the same demographic instead of expanding their market. Like they're just trying to like they're working in the same space. No that, one's trying to bring new people in. That's why I hope AEW will get that. I, I think they will understand more than WWE that they have to get more people to watch their stuff if they're going to survive. It's not yeah. the TNA approach was incorrect, which was let's take the WWE fans. Well, if you're going to make a company WWE light, at that yeah. point, I might as well just go watch WWE. So yeah. AEW um, is pretty smart in saying, let's go find, let's be the alternative. Let's bring the fans in who are disgruntled right. with professional wrestling. So maybe you bring back some of the crowd who for, from 2008 to 2014, <coughs> coughing, I'm uh, so upset at the state of the wrestling industry right now. Um <laughs> But you get that crowd back here uh, to watch AEW. Yeah. You, you know, know it, I, I want to know your thoughts on this, actually, too, because I saw this today and I, di I didn't know about it. But Cody was invited to do something with NFL Network. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was on a show or what it was, but he was on set on those NFL Network shows. Now, mind you, nobody watches the NFL Network. Right. Not during off season. First of all, what the hell is the NFL Network? Are you, are you kidding. for real? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> And I was like, it's the place the Thursday night games were until they weren't anymore. So now why does it exist? That's what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know why this network exists. I just want Red Zone. Anyway, um, <laughs> so my question to you is because I, I have my own and I, I'll, I'll be it very biased. Like I think that I don't think AEW is going to do that much to expand the market. I think it's WWE's job to expand the, the, the popularity of wrestling because they're a known brand and we're very big about brands in America. Right. But I do think AEW is taking some interesting steps with like they have Tony Khan, the owner Absolutely. of the Jags. Right. They have TNT. So they're going to be advertised during baseball, football, football. and basketball. Mm -hmm. You as a you, you lean WWE, but you're also a fan of everything. Do you actually yes. think that they're going to be able to convert any of these people for these these hardcore sports fans? Because they're very different worlds now. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I think it's mainly because, well, the first thing I wanted to point out, which is it not ingenious for Cody Rhodes to be on the NFL network the same day the XFL teams got announced because I think some an aspect it was, that yes, it was yesterday it was yesterday same okay week, same week though it's still but, I mean it's still adjacent right so it's something I think we're not thinking about is the fact that we have an NFL owner and an, an alternative the irony is an alternative football league owner on the WWE end of things so there's still uh -huh. a war per se over there yeah that I didn't they think can explore yeah and I don't think any of us have it's the first time <coughs> first <coughs> I'm Losing losing my, my my voice here. I apologize. Brandon's not on, so I ha I'm having to talk twice as much. Um, but it, it's something that we haven't explored yet. Now that being said, I think it will come across as like, hey, this ain't that WWE fake shit. This is real wrestling for real fans. And mm -hmm. I think that's the approach they're gonna take. Is that this is a live sport. <laughs> so yeah, um, I can see them converting fans. I can see yeah. them um, getting some sports fans in there. Um, ultimately, that's the best thing you can do because live sports are probably the most popular thing on TV in the sense. What I mean by that is, you know, all these shows, Stranger Things and other things, they yeah. 
they're on streaming platforms. Right. Live sports is one of the only things that is still thriving on cable TV. Right. So AEW is a precious commodity there for advertising. Mm-hmm. So I think even with something we're not thinking about is advertisers will want to to be on AEW because it's a live show. So even if there's advertisers watching the AEW's um, advertisements on NFL games or basketball mm-hmm. games, they'll go, hey, that's a brand we want to associate with. We, we're not going to associate with WWE. They got enough sponsors as it is. They're probably cost an arm and a leg. So let's see how much. This oh, that's these a great guys. take. Yeah. So let's see how much these guys. Um, oh, and not only that, Tony Khan's the owner. He owns the Jags. Yeah. He's been yeah. a good business owner. This is a legit thing. So there's a yeah. lot of factors that I feel like we're not considering that make AEW a viable alternative compared to like your TNAs and stuff in the past, which I always I have to always compare it to TNA because they tried to replicate a war and they failed. Yeah. You know, I, I love that that's your take and I cannot wait to use it tomorrow and say it's mine. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't do that. I'll credit you. for oh, sure. You, but you, I- can, you can. Don't worry. That's that's a really great take, though. You're totally right. Like nobody I didn't and I haven't thought about that. I, I'm just looking at this in the sense and I like I don't know what your regular job is, but it sounds like I'm guessing it has to do something with marketing. Is it? No. Yes. No. So I, I'm a mortgage. I, I, I'm a mortgage uh, loan originator. So I'm always thinking ah. like business. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ooh, banking. Yuck. Uh, anyway, uh, I <laughs> was there. Me and Conrad a... Thompson are, are thinking of starting a business together because he does the mortgages as well. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe right. you 100%. All right, Anthony. So chat me up. Go ahead. Okay. So what I was going to say is I uh, I love that that's a take because as for me as a podcaster that's only looking at this strictly as the people I interact with, we're talking about who's going to watch which show. I wasn't thinking about it from advertising, though, especially in this day and age, because advertising right. is expensive. Absolutely. Like advertising a podcast is expensive. You got to pay like 20 bucks for a thousand impressions. That's ridiculous, right. ridiculous money. So God knows how much uh, it costs. Yeah, you're right. You're, they're going to have advertisers that you don't realize it because they're associating with a brand that can be associated with pro sports. That's a, that's a fantastic take. You're the only person I've heard say that. I love that. Dude, that's one thing, you know, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I think the one thing I, I do in terms of being a wrestling fan is I go above just being a fan sometimes and kind of go, sure. what's the business aspect of this? Right. Um, you know, what is the reason, like, you know, Vince McMahon is doing this? Because if I'm a business owner, you know, there's a lot of people to satisfy. It's not just fans who are funneling the money in. It's the people who are, you know, advertising on my program. So mm-hmm. I try to think uh, like above the fan level because it actually makes me more positive because it makes me go, yeah. why are they pushing? Why are they pushing this asshole as opposed to, all right, I can see that the reason that they're doing uh, putting this superstar at this hour is so that we can see, we can hear more cursing from him uh, as at the nine o'clock hour than we can at the eight o'clock hour. It's like, so it's yeah. little, little stupid things like that. I know it was a horrible, horrible ex- example, but I blame Brandon. I had to say something stupid because Brandon's <laughs> not here. Um, that's awesome. Somebody <laughs> slam hub asks, uh, yeah. wants to know, how do you think ROH gets back to its former glory? I, that's a really tough question. I don't, I, I, I don't know if you want watch a lot of ring do, of honor. Go for it. Want, no. Yeah. Go for it. Do they get back to their former glory? Because I think the the problem is, that they, you know, the the show happened, uh, you know, the the G one Supercard, and then they thought like, oh, we're going up from here, <coughs> and it's 
it's like, no, I think the problem is you, you don't just, you don't just expand for the sake of expanding, right? You have to have a reason to expand. I mean, look at, again, we're talking about the business aspect. I don't usually do this, but let's talk yeah. about the business aspect of things. AEW is so smart. They're right. taking venues that have four or 5,000 people and they're selling them out. Right. It they're, is creating, they're creating the illusion of it massive demand. Yeah, it's awesome. A sellout is a sellout, right? Right, right. If you hear the word sellout, it doesn't matter how many people there are. They sold out the venue, okay? Right. Not only that, for the people who did not get a ticket to those events, it creates right. ding, 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 demand. So right. now they want to go to another event. Or the next time AEW's in their town, they're like, screw that. I'm not missing it this time. Right. So you create more of an audience. You create more of a buzz. And Ring of Honor did the exact opposite, which TNA did in 2013. Yep. It's like you have one little thing happen that's good, and then you think, all right, we're going big time now. You know, TNA got Bischoff and Hogan, and they're like, okay, <clears throat> we got names. We're going to go run big venues. And as you can see, names don't mean shit. Yeah. Now, here's yeah. the problem. ROH doesn't even have names at this point mm -hmm. as a mm -hmm. general statement. You know, you no, no, not not even a general statement. They have Marty Skrull, who is now that the elite is not there, has lost all of his buzz. In my opinion, he's lost a lot of his buzz for the hardcore fans because he is a top guy in an afterthought promotion. I think he was losing his buzz to me. It started kind of at all in like he was looking, yeah. you know, he was looking like the lesser of these guys, even at all in. Yeah. And that sucks because Marty Skrull's awesome. Which is why the take I've had, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> as controversial as it is, I kind of think he needs to go to WWE as opposed to to AEW because I think if you slap him in with the, his friends again, he's still kind of the body, the lesser tier. Whereas if you take him to an NXT, Marty Scurll is going to look like a star, especially in NXT right now with your Adam Cole's and your Johnny Gargano's. Now, right. the pessimist in me says. On paper, that sounds great. Right. But maybe, you know, I know what you're thinking. I know what we're all thinking. Maybe it won't be executed so nice. But right. in theory, no, I, in theory, that's what I think would happen. I mean, well, Austin Theory is going to go in there, too. So, I mean, uh, you got some you got some stars there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And, you know, I, I love that people are at like people aren't talking about ROH, which is crazy because podcasters inherently, if we do a wrestling podcast, even if you like even the people that say they only watch WWE, they're fucking lying. Because if you're doing a podcast, you watch everything. That's just right. it's just what it is. You're not just going to watch a little bit because you are in this space and you see everything. At least if around. you want to be good, like you should have right. your feet in like everything to at least right. be able to, you know, you have Anthony on, for example, here. And he's like, hey, yeah. what do you think about ROH? I shouldn't be like, uh, I don't know. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, at least know a little bit, but right. Ring of Ring of Honor was the promotion for hardcore wrestling fans right. for a long time. I mean, Ring of Honor is the reason why we have Samoa Joe, why we have AJ Styles to an extent, Nigel McGuinness, you know, Daniel Bryan, Christopher Daniels. The reason the Bucks are what they are, right? The reason Cody became this this indie god that he did before AEW started. But they, I, they're you're right. They don't have names. And then the other thing that killed them, you bring up the G1 Supercard. They had the opportunity to put their best foot forward, but instead they put Bubba Ray's, you know, Bully Ray's foot forward, and had that awful overbooked shit show with yeah. Flip and every like. I don't remember a single match. I remember that the latter match between Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, and Marty was very good, 
but you had Taven win, you should have had Marty win or Jay retain. Right. Ma- and now you've got I, Matt it, Taven. Matt Taven oh. being at the head of the table, it's it's just like, as a casual, it's like who the hell's Matt Taven? And no yeah. disrespect to Matt Taven, but you know, you know when when he was with Mike Bennett and stuff, you know, he was still not the guy. You he's know, not and, a guy. He's just—I mean—he's just a guy. He's not the guy. And and you know that goes back to something you know. And I've said this: we talk about the business aspect of AEW. Yeah. Who you got again for Hangman Adam Page versus Chris Jericho? And then I'll tell you who I think and why. Who do I think? Who so? Yeah. Who do I think is going to win, or who do I want to win? Both. Trick question. It's the same. It's Jericho. It has to be Jericho. Right. It ha- there's. It cannot be Hangman. Hangman has to chase. Okay. It cannot be like the like, it couldn't even be Kenny. The first champion has to be Chris Jericho. You don't sign him for any other reason but to make him your first champ. Bingo. And so we talk about the business as- aspect of it. You talk about. You ask me a question about those NFL yeah. fans, about those basketball fans and stuff. Right. Uh, if if they're watching and they see a big advertisement for AEW and they see the AEW mm-hmm. World Heavyweight Champion. Hangman Adam Page, they're going to go, who in the fuck is that? No disrespect to Hangman Adam Page, but he's not at that level. Now, if you say AEW World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho, people go, holy crap, I know who Chris Jericho is. I used to see him in the WCW. Yeah. You know? WCW. Yeah, the good old Southern. The good old Southern WCW. Right, right. You felt that. That was a thing of beauty. Um, So you put Chris Jericho's face on there. Now yeah. you bring the casuals in. You bring the people who wouldn't have watched AEW. And th- another thing, uh, people were asking me who you know when uh, who who's he, Cody Rhodes facing on October uh, October. Sean Spears. No, no, Sean not Spears. at not at all out at uh, on the TNT debut. He's facing Sammy oh, Guevara, uh, right? Sammy Guevara, yeah, Houston, okay. representing Texas. So somebody uh, I had posted something about it, and they said, um, "Oh, great, Sammy's going to get buried." And I'm like, "Okay, here's the thing." Cody Rhodes He's in is the gonna... very first match ever on a new company. That's huge. Right. Cody Rhodes should and will win that match. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But Sammy gets so much exposure by being attached to Cody Rhodes. So the thing is, I, I feel like a lot of indie fans, they don't see the business aspect of it, which they're like, I want Hangman to win. I want Sammy to win, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like, no, you need a nice balance. You need your yeah. big names to win to bring in the audience. And then you yeah. do a slow burn, a slow burn of your guys like Hangman Adam Page, Sammy Guevara, because when they ultimately do beat the Chris Jerichos and the Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and, and those yeah. bigger names, it'll mean so much more because they will be instant bona fide stars when they beat them. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Also, I've seen Sammy Guevara wrestle live. I've seen hey, – so. Uh, now defunct Wrestle Circus with the two posters behind me here. Uh, the very first show they did back this year, one of two, he had a match against Joey Janela, which, by the way, people that think that Joey Janela can't work need to watch Joey Janela wrestle because motherfucker can work. That's he can he can absolutely very, work. His just he's very good. His character just uh, overshadows that a lot of the time. He's I think Janela is a gem. I think he's a hidden star that they 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 knew what they were doing. Also, great eye for talent. Uh, best eye for talent in my mind in the business right now. But anyway, they uh, Sammy Guevara is very good. I saw him work heel and face in the same night, and it was wild because he came out. He was face versus Janela because he's te- he's te- from Texas. We don't boo Texas people. We're very loyal to people from our state. Doesn't matter if we hate them or not. If you come through and you're from Texas and you're a heel in wrestling, we're going to cheer you. Have and you if ever you're seen, a lo- 
have you ever seen Tuesday in Texas, uh, the Hulk Hogan promo from 1991? Oh, no. No, no, I've not. It's it's like my favorite Texas promo ever because Hogan in the jackassery uh, yeah. that he does, you know, I have to cheese the crowd. He goes, this Tuesday in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And so every time somebody says something about wrestling in Texas, yeah. all I see in slow motion is Hulk Hogan going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it brings <laughs> back nightmares. So sorry about that. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. So Sammy worked heel and he worked face. He worked face to open up and then he ended up working heel against Desmond Xavier in the match. Uh, ended up working and then ended up getting cashed in on by Scorpio Sky, who was a heel in the independent scene. Sammy Sammy is good in the ring. He can cut promos as a face. He can cut him as a heel. Right. They, he is going to be associated with the very first match ever in a brand new company. And that will be now you got right. that's a history book thing. That's a history mark thing. Absolutely. That's huge, man. Your first the very first glimpse of AEW that people are going to get when they watch on TNT cuz the first time watchers, they don't they didn't fucking know there was pay-per-views. They're just on to watching TV on a Wednesday night. They see Sammy Guevara. Absolutely. And my daughter's going to love him. So my daughter uh has this IKEA bear. It's like a little panda uh-huh. and she will not leave the house without this thing. Uh so I know for a fact when Sammy comes out with that little panda head, the first yeah. thing she's going to call she her, the the bear's name is Hattie by the way. Uh-huh. So the first thing she'll say is Hattie. Look Hattie, she'll love him. So she'll have at least yeah. one new fan or or Sammy I should say will have at least one new fan that night. I'm just letting you know that right now. I love that you pointed out that he has the panda thing in the kid association. That's a great like that's a great thing to think about too as you've got that mm-hmm. and like Cody Cody is obviously going to have his dog out at some point too. Like their kids are going to see these pets and they're going to be yep. with wrestlers and you're going to be like Tiff. Tiff is definitely going to mention something about Pharaoh. Cause I, I that's her, that's her definitely. boy. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely for sure. But I, I'm with you on that. I, uh, Fernando Velasquez there in the chat says too, that look at buddy Murphy. He's had two great matches against reigns and Brian. Oh, we need to talk to push about for him. That. Yeah. Oh. But he, that's, you can apply that to the same thing though. Hangman's going to have a great match. He's going to lose next week and then everyone's going to want him to chase and he's going to chase and he will win. And then he'll mm-hmm. lose it to Moxley. But he'll chase right. and he'll win. Right. And then exactly. Kenny will chase Moxley. Exactly. And, it, and now that's you your first have, year. Right. And now you have two names. And you know, Kenny Kenny's up there, but you have you have some names up there with the Moxleys, with the Jerichos. You right. elevate these guys. Now with when Chris Jericho either leaves or retires, or Moxley leaves or retires or whatever, you have other names that can fill that void. And that's that's right. how you create good business. It's not like okay, we got to put the indie indies guy indie guys over. Uh, that's right. not good business. It's not. No, and, and people no. don't see that. They they think that just because Vince McMahon is the devil in their eyes, that everything WWE does is wrong. And it's not. Yeah. WWE doesn't do everything wrong. I mean, they're the most successful wrestling company. You know what I mean? Right. They have to do something right. So there has to right. be something right there. And yes, we're disgruntled, but still. They're also um, one of, one of the best run businesses in the entire company in the entire world. They make absolutely. money in spite of themselves. Like in spite of themselves, they can have bad no shows sense. and still make money. Which I right. want to get a Kenny for your thoughts podcast to that point. I want to be yes. able to like just have Brandon here, uh, uh-huh. just talk nonsense, and then like boom, sponsors. <laughs> there you go. Actually, uh, you know, I got to mention this real quick little sidebar. Uh, I do want to mention that we do have a new partnership with uh, PowerSlam TV. So yeah. if you want your first month free, guys, I don't have the graphic ready because my computer was going caca goo goo before we came on air. But if you want a first month of PowerSlam.tv, please enter code Kenny Podcast and get a month free. 
Now, if you go to the podcast section, you might see a familiar face because I know for a fact I saw his face on there and I was like, well, I'll be damned. That damn smart to death beat me to it. And they're yeah, already yeah. on powerslam.tv. And the other thing is you don't even have to watch my show. You should watch all the amazing wrestling that's on there because they have like if you if you end up watching AEW and you like Jimmy Havoc, well, you should go watch some progress. because It's on that, that network and uh, yep. Jimmy Havoc's awesome. There's a lot of and you'll you'll see familiar faces, too. You'll see some Pete Dunne stuff in there. You'll see some some Tyler Bate. You'll see a lot of these guys. I was that, surprised uh, at the names I saw. I, I really was. <laughs> big names. Big, big names. Like, I think I think names. Marty's in there at one point, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Pro- and progress is such a good promotion you want to talk about that buddy murphy thing man yeah. buddy murphy is so good holy crap that guy's good i didn't think he was ever bad but like let's give credit because people won't roman made right. him a star the other week roman reigns sold like crap for this guy and i whether you hate him or not he is the face of wwe and he went in there with a quote-unquote relative unknown like buddy murphy Right. A guy who's, you know, really just getting exposure on 205 Live, which bluntly doesn't get as much viewers as Raw or SmackDown. And they had an amazing, amazing match. You fast forward to this week, he beat a five-time world champion in Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I literally, when that happened, I was like, I just watched a star be made. Because there's nope. no there's no way they can drop him after that. I said last night, maybe this morning... I said that one of my favorite things about the WWE right now, and probably my favorite thing in all of the WWE right now besides the 24-7 title, because I don't care how serious you want to be about about wrestling. The 24-7 title shit is awesome, and I love it. Great It's TV. such good. It's just when, entertaining. When did, when did us wrestling fans become so bitter that all we want to watch is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for two hours with no right. jokes and just wrestling moves? It's like, no, there's a place for the Goldbergs. There's a right. place for the 24-7 titles, and, and there's right. a place for bigger guys like Braun Strowman. It's not just – we don't right. just need 5'9 guys who can wrestle, and I'm 5'9 right. myself. You know what I mean? So yeah. obviously I'm, I should be biased towards that. But anyway, Man, I wish I, was, I wish I was 5'9. I'm like 5'9 in high heels. Um, but we uh, – I'm watching, but like I, I was, I've been watching it, right, and all I've thought was since Roman came back, and I, and I vowed – I said this on Smart to Death, and I, and I still stand by this. I am not going to be – I'm not going to complain about Roman's push at any point. Dude has had leukemia and came back from it twice. Nope, that uh, was fake apparently. According to my Twitter, people were telling me like, oh, they use a work, damn it. Pro- probably Brad Shepard too, I'm sure. But we – uh, right, so. <laughs> that guy. But I'm, I'm watching this and I, I vowed like, you know, no matter what, I'm not going to shit on Roman because dude has cancer. It will keep coming back. We don't know how long we have with this guy. Roman right. has been so good. And the like, people don't understand that Roman constantly puts people over in matches. Even when we were sick of him and his push, no right. one ever looked weak. Why AJ. did we all want it? Why exactly? That's where I was going. Yeah. Why did we want AJ to win? Because he made AJ and the club look so damn viable that we were begging WWE to put them back together. That's yep. why he's the top guy. Right. That's why he's your top guy. And he and made Buddy d- Murphy look like the top dude in SmackDown the other night, right, and then he beats man. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan puts everyone over too, right? But and yeah, that's a different that's a different episode for a different day. Dan- Daniel Bryan was retired just like a, a year and a half ago, and now he's yeah. putting guys over. Like, thank God Daniel Bryan's back. I mean, honestly. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, Buddy Murphy hadn't had a match on SmackDown, you know, like, yeah, really. And then all of a sudden he's in like the main event. 
I mean, come on, like, like really think about that. Like, they're, they're doing something really good with Buddy Murphy. Roman Reigns is making him look like a million bucks. I don't care if you hate Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns gets it. There's a reason why he's in the position he's in. And let's also talk about the fact that Roman Reigns uh, mm-hmm. has been booked perfectly since he's come back. He's not Perfect. been shoved down everybody's throats. He's getting Slowly to getting build really organic, over. right? And now it's like to the point where I'm actually hearing genuine reactions when Roman Reigns comes out. I'm not just hearing ah and like like a chorus of like boo. I'm actually yeah. hearing the guys cheering out too. You know Let's I mean? also credit the fact that Seth Rollins is insufferable as champion. So he's definitely making he's helping he's helping Roman get over. Vince, Seth that, is a little that insufferable. Was, that was Vince's idea. He's like, let's just shove Seth down their throats so they'll miss Roman. Damn it! You think they knew? I feel like they knew that this was going to happen. They're like, oh, I don't think you guys know Colby Lopez. You know Seth Rollins. You don't know Colby. Here you go. He's like, he's going to send a dick pic to a married woman. Don't worry about it. He's like, <laughs> like this guy. Hey, what? He's going to talk about how much money he makes to some indie stars. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's uh, like Will Ospreay, who probably still makes very good money. I'm sure he makes very Ospreay good money. Pisses, not... but I, I hate Ospreay, though. The one thing I hate Why? About Ospreay, no, I love thing, Ospreay. The, you know, I was saying it the other day, but this is WWE bias, right? So the other day I was like, man, look at Ricochet. Like, Will Ospreay says, I would never come to WWE. They wouldn't use me yeah. right. I hate WWE. And then you yeah. watch his counterpart, Ricochet. They had that amazing match. What was it? 2017, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, best supers. Like, yeah, to to think that Osprey could be at that level right now, like like it's kind of crazy, man. Kind of, but also Osprey's like the wrestler of the year in 2019, and Ricochet. I I this is a super hot take. Not a Ricochet guy. You think are not a Ricochet guy. I think he is entertaining in the ring. Yeah, but I can watch a much better version of him wrestling Okada in New Japan. So why mm. like? I get why Ricochet's over. Like for people that in their wrestling space, the only thing they watch is WWE. Ricochet is a gift from the gods, and that's right. awesome. And I'm glad that's who they have. But man, like, I'm not. I'm not huge into Ricochet. I think his. I don't think he has any charisma. I think he has as much charisma as this mixer that's giving you sound for my microphone. Like he just doesn't have much. He's very good in the ring, very good in the ring. But he doesn't really tell stories. Like. Him and he has stayed where he was at after that best of super juniors match. Osprey is a great storyteller now. Right. He's been and he, that, he's that had I, that I will say with Okada. But I think that's why that goes back to why I'm upset with him because I'm like, man, if Ricochet's on this level, what could have Osprey have done? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, yeah. that's who knows. You know, they could have also got Osprey and buried the crap out of him. Um, and uh, you never know either because Osprey knows? wouldn't have had this match with Marty Skrull where he almost broke his neck last year at Sakura Genesis, and maybe right. he never becomes a storyteller because he didn't start telling stories until after that injury. It takes something then like that. Changed. It takes something like that. I mean, AJ Styles was the best wrestler in the world, but it took him him hurting his back, leaving TNA and going to New Japan yep. to become a better storyteller. So sometimes, right. you know, who knows what, what happens, but... I mean, sometimes it takes something like that to right. for people to understand there's they need longevity in the business. You know, and right. that's why I hope Kota Obushi understands that before something big happens. That that's a well, guy who uh he's so Kota's amazing. like thirty seven. <laughs> that's true. So he's but not so was anything. but so was AJ Styles. AJ Styles was about like thirty seven, uh, when all that stuff happened in New Japan. I I mean he went to New Japan, he still learned stuff, and then he went to yeah. WWE as a finished product. I mean you know, sorry. If Brandon was here, he'd be like, uh, "Do your AJ Styles impression." So I had to make him happy. 
Um, oh, I did. I did one on the Mr. Warren Hayes show a while back, and he he was in tears. On the I don't spot. remember what. I, I don't remember what it was. On it was uh, on the spot. Do a AJ style impression on the spot. What, are, what, what, what is what is my content here? What am I talking about? Hey man, hey hey the OC. We're just gonna get back together and hey, give me a too sweet brother, mother mother lover. I love you. I, that that's actually really funny. I, I don't like, like the mother lover thing. I can't stand that he says that. He said mother lover on Raw the other day. I'm like, oh fuck off, AJ. <laughs> Dude, AJ who talks like heel. that? AJ <clears throat> as a heel is so funny. He's great. Oh yeah, I, he's just he's a com. He just his his bits are all so funny and he's so obnoxious. It's yeah, great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, whoa, we're going a little bit long here, but that that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll cut this short pretty soon. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before, you know, well, actually, a little sidebar. I wanted to tell you a story because you mentioned Ricochet. Uh, so sidebar, uh, I went to a wrestling school in 2017, and I was supposed to sign up, but my daughter was about to be born, so I kind of pushed it back, which I wish I had started, to be honest with yeah. you. But yeah. the guys were sizing me up, and they were kind of – I thought they were like – you know, like ego, like guys sizing you up and kind of looking you up and down and kind of saying like, who's the fuck is this guy? But all of a sudden, a couple of the guys come over and they're like, yeah, we've been looking at you, man. I'm like, yeah, what's up? They're like, yeah, we think we got a gimmick for you. <laughs> like they came up with something for me right away. And they yeah. were like, yeah, you know, the way, at least at the time, the way that I looked, uh, you know, had my head uh, kind of. Uh, what do you call it? The sides all shaved up and everything. They were like, yeah. "Oh, you had you had a fade, fade going." Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, you you could be Ricochet's brother. You could come in as Ricochet's brother. You look like him and this and that." Because I had the yeah, I don't know, dude. I took that as the biggest compliment. You're like, I could come yeah. in as Ricochet's brother, like come as Ricochet's brother, and you guys look exactly the same. So everyone <laughs> would buy it. Dude, everyone would know. I just I just got to put the earrings. Actually, I do have <clears throat> earrings in. And I just got to come in and just be like, no, never mind. I was I was gonna allude to two fingers, but uh, I'm I'm just not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> you could you would just have to come in and have like no charisma at all and say I'm from Kentucky. That's the problem. That's that's exactly promos the problem. Are, I have to be the so exact bad. opposite. Is like no athleticism, but all charisma. Uh, yes, I just I just said I just said I have charisma. What a dick. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Who says that? But anyway. I do want to. So, Slam Hub Wrestling wants a mother lover T-shirt. Should we do a joint T-shirt there, Anthony? Wait, let's do a, just a like a like hey a, mother lover. Yeah, let's do like a smart to death, the Kenny for Thoughts podcast mother lover shirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll we donate it all. Donate it all to whatever mother loving charity AJ is a fan of. But, yeah, whatever. There we go. That's it. I, I, absolutely. The so, mother loving charity sounds like porn hub. Um, kind of is. Fernando says Kenny tried to do the ricochet entrance. Are you talking about the flip, or are you talking about just putting my fingers in the air? That that's pretty easy. I could just or is he talking about the pew? Oh my god! Uh, you know what's really bad is Brandon and I had watched Raw the other night, and literally Ricochet's pew goes off, and both of us just start cracking up to the point where we can't <laughs> stop laughing. And doesn't that say it all? It's like, okay, we get it. His name's Ricochet. You don't need pew like and to go off in the background. Called, and his finisher's called the recoil. First of all, the recoil is a badass name. That one I'll give them. But, I'm okay but, with I mean, that one. It's like, uh, it's just a lot for me. <laughs> it's just a lot for me. Like, even as a Texan, I don't own guns and stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, Ricochet is actually just the NRA. That's uh, who he is. So Right. Absolutely. But for, lo for love of God, WWE, yes, take that out. 
We don't need we don't need a pew to know who's coming out. Right. Yeah, I don't like his theme is sick. Just leave it alone and put right. the lasers back. God, those lasers right. were sick. And is that Triple H in the song, by the way? It sounds like it. <laughs> think about I, it. I, the I one, don't think so. One and only. He does the like only. Uh, the, uh, yeah, at the end. So that's what I'm thinking. He's like they probably had him record it like 20 times. So they, you know, the first time he's like one uh, and uh, only. They're like, that's a little bit too long. We need you to shorten that. They're like, okay, but add a pew in the beginning. <laughs> and you know, like, what's great is whenever you did that, you know that you've watched a lot of Triple H promos because you didn't move your face away from the mic. You just went, <laughs> one. One. <laughs> and you know what sucks is my glasses just fogged up hardcore. It's because I got too close. And you got too much breath there. Too just, much. Yeah, That's hilarious. Lot. But what's funny is, like, I did not know that I did that. So you're absolutely right. It's like that really does mean that I've watched too much wrestling because no, I didn't. I didn't. Con- I, I subconsciously did that where I just went up into the mic. So, yeah, yeah. Too yeah, many Triple yeah. H promos uh, opening Raw in the year 2000 during the McMahon Helmsley regime. You mean like opening Raw with promos from 2000 to 2014? Like Actually, oh 2017. Like no, no, that was the authority. That was the authority. This was the McMahon Helmsley regime. It's different. Ah. <laughs> yeah, same but different. One Stephanie's hotter than the other. All right. Yeah, which one? Man, they're, both of, pretty, they're both yeah, I'm pretty, pretty hot. I'm, I'm a fan of older Stephanie. <sighs> Stephanie, yeah. So, sorry, we just both went silent there. I apologize for that. <laughs> for you in audio land, because we were just comparing Stephanie McMahon there. Apologize. <laughs> but <laughs> poor Anthony. He can't. <laughs> but anyway. I cut. I cut Blue Chew promos every week. Oh, man. Like two weeks ago, I had the Queen of NE on my show. She was talking – we were talking about TakeOver, and she said, you know, like, uh, Io Shirai lost her – she's the ying, and she lost her yang. And I, <laughs> I and I stopped, and I was like, all right, I will segue to Blue Chew from this when she's done talking. And I listened to her takes. It's a great take. But I waited to be like, hey, thank you for finding my yang. And if you would like to find your yang, and then I, <laughs> and then I proceed to sell Blue Chew. So don't pour I, me. I'm awful. Tiffany I only probably, comes to my show for that. I probably shouldn't air this, but I've been working with unsecuring something similar for similar reasons. Just because I want to be able uh, for Brandon to, to yang? No, more so I want Brandon to be able to segue into something sexual. It'll just be really funny. <laughs> I want like because cause I want to be able to do that. I want to be like if you see oh Anthony's taking a drink of water. If you're as thirsty as Anthony, but not able to perform as well, you know something like that. Like I, I just I just want Blue Chew as a sponsor. Are you listening, Blue Chew? Yeah. Email me back. We've been yeah. in talks. We're in negotiations. All right. It's either me or AEW for them. All right. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what Wix seventy five means. He's saying y'all need towels. Just saying. You know, I think I think I think she's saying that we are probably sweaty. <laughs> we're we're probably getting we're probably getting real real heated in this. It, it was a step. It was a Stephanie conversation. Probably. It, it was. It got us pretty yeah. pretty hot in the britches there. But anyway, speaking <laughs> of hot in the britches, uh, that was a Texas term. Didn't I just hit you with a yeah, Texas hot, term? Hot uh-huh. in the britches. You did. I didn't yeah, even I think about right that. Um, yeah. So let's talk about. We'll let you go after this. This will be the final okay. thing we talk about. So what happened with that double or nothing party? Because that t- that that took a life of its own. 
That was just really, really crazy stuff. So how did that all begin? Because I don't even remember at this point. I don't know. I don't know. So I think I mentioned that I was going to Double or Nothing. And like, so last year the joke was when I went to, to All In, I would continually say it on the podcast all the way for over and over again. And like Mr. Warren Hayes would be like, hey, Anthony, uh, in case, you know, I, I'm just wondering, are you going to All In? And so I would keep doing that. So this year I bring it up and all of a sudden, like it's a new joke this year, I guess it was either Tiffany or JPQ. I can't remember which one of them. I want to say, just, I want to say, Oh no, it was take the bump. It was take the bump podcast because they always fuck with me. They only come into my (laughs) stream to troll. They come in and tell me I hate WWE and troll me and then DM me. And they're like, we're just kidding, bro. We love you. Uh, (laughs) But we, uh, so they do that. And then you got involved, didn't you? It was like you, I Tiffany. Did. That was one of the first episodes where I jumped on the live chat. So, yes. It was me and Tiff. Oh, I think that's how I met Tiff, believe it or not. See, I thought y'all came in, like, firing. I thought you guys came in as a package deal to fuck with me. No. No. This was literally a, let's jump on this chat and see what happens. So, so, so what was Kenny's organic. Talk- yeah. So, what Kenny's talking about is, like, I, I went to Double or Nothing. And for some reason, somebody who we we don't know who it is decided that there was going to be an imaginary party at my house. And we're like, ha ha, this is funny. And then it continued to grow for three weeks. And like it was like a slow the, erection. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just it was weird because I had. Yeah. Yeah. It continued to swell. Correct. But we so. Yeah. Tiffany said that's what brought you all together. Right. But what so, happened was Jonathan Pilquist or JPQ, big paws on a pup, who's now on the show, one of the co-hosts, he starts nice. making graphics. Yes, like he, he made those. And I was flying to Vegas, and he was he was sending me these graphics, making can sure I nothing spoil, was too. Can offensive. I spoil this? Because uh, so yeah, JPQ messaged me because basically he was messaging everybody, and he was just like, "Do you want to be a part of this? If so, send me a picture." So we were all providing pictures uh, to him. Which is the ingenious of this, because poor Anthony, he's getting these thumbnails almost like, how is this fucker getting these pictures of these people? So, so yeah, like, I can only imagine what was going through your head, because you were, these were, like, personal pictures. Like, it's me in a suit at a friend's wedding. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, Tiff holding, like, like a stuffed animal. Like, these are obvious yeah. pictures that are not from social media. So, it's, like... Either he's stalking us like crazy or he's found some way to, to, to get these. But these are kind of in the vein of like, you know, so-and-so is all elite or something. It was like, Kenny's bringing the barbecue or this or that, yeah. you know? Yeah, Tiffany's was teaching. Uh, she's teaching how to tone swoggle because that's my name on Twitter. Uh, my, on my personal Twitter is this tone swoggle. Not the handle, just the name. Right. And it was like Warren had something ranting. I don't remember what yours was. My favorite one he did, though, was this is right after Kyle quit the podcast. Yes, right, right after that was my favorite, too. <laughs> and it was why it ended. <laughs> and I just, oh, no, it God, was going to be like that... a shoot interview with Kyle Dillon about why. Yeah. Why the podcast what really ended. happened. Yeah. And yeah. it was like this was this was advertised. Like, so the way it was advertised was like at Anthony's house was going to be like this mini star cast was uh-huh. really how it came across. You know, it was like all of these things like so-and-so is bringing the beer. Kyle's going to be telling, you know, shoot interview with this. And it's just like it got more ridiculous as it went along. And like, to be honest, I think that's why I still talk to you and I talk to Tiff and I talk to everybody because it was like just this one interaction was so yeah. ridiculous that it was like, I got to be friends with these people. Wrestling Twitter is amazing. Like I call, And I talk to John every day now. Right. So, and I did at that point, too, because like no joke, this shit's getting sent to me. 
and it's posted before I can see it. And my phone's just blowing up with notifications. I'm like, what is happening? And uh, yeah, my favorite part was when I did my, I get back from, from Vegas and I do the, the double or nothing review and take the bump jumps in and goes, hey, did you see that we left the key under the mat? My God, it kept going like and, and it was it was like that. It was like, you know, he you know, you'd be posting pictures and we're like, yeah, we just opened up the pool or like, yeah, we just started the grill. Like it was so literally you couldn't post on social media without someone just completely overtaking uh, overtaking your post with this barbecue, quote unquote, yeah. barbecue. What's funny is Metal 2006. He's the resident troll of Smart to Death came in and as is fitting jumps in and says, are you talking about the all-out party this year at Anthony's house part two? Never mind that his bitch ass lives in Chicago and he's going to all-out and I'm going to see him there. Did, I hope did you, I, I hope it does take a... Look at the chat. Look at the chat. Metal 2006 <laughs> just jumped in, by the way. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he that's, says, are, are you talking, uh, are you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. the all-out party? Oh, man, that's great. This yeah. is great oh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah apparently I, it was this, a lot party, of fun. Th this party's at my house, just so everyone knows, apparently. Tiff is saying this is now at my house. No, she's saying you're throwing it at my house. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I do not so want to. Yeah, I'm being bamboozled now. Yes. Also, so, pick a different house. You guys don't want to come to Florida or Texas right now. Well, no, let's go to Texas. You definitely don't want swamp ass in Florida. Don't come to my house. And it's like really late in the hurricane season. You definitely don't want to go to Florida right now. No. It's going to get real humid. Real, it, it's it's definitely real humid. Like we we went to the outlet mall yesterday, came back in like five minutes. It was so bad, so <laughs> bad. <laughs> it like takes your soul out of you, man. Yes, I walked out and does. I like I see my soul raising to the heavens as soon as I go outside. Have now. you taken I'm your just... Disney trip already? Or no, we're doing it in December. Thank God. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect time to go to Disney. Actually, I know we like, went in perfect. July last year, July Fourth week. Ooh, that's the worst time to go to Disney. <laughs> It's probably why I can only watch one one wrestling company at a time, like everybody says. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good note to end on because <laughs> Anthony does not watch one wrestling company, guys. But you know, I forgot to plug this, so I'm gonna do it right now. Especially since we got new graphics, they're not suggesting anything. But here, I did want to remind everybody that we do have a store on ProWrestlingTees.com. With a little bit, if you're watching the video version, there's a little bit of a subliminal message. Hopefully you can see it. But ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Uh, go ahead and buy one of our shirts. Buy, 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 buy. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so, no, the message was very vague. Right. If anyone, yeah. if you're watching the video version, yes, I figured out how to scroll text today, which is why everything's scrolling. You're lucky Anthony's screen is not scrolling right now up and down, up and down, because I was tempted to over just completely overdo the graphics and make this like WCW Thunder, where it was all show and no play. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like how you brought see, that yeah, back. Bring it all back together. Yeah, there you go. But Anthony, <laughs> go ahead and plug your stuff, man. Tell, tell us where to find you on social media, where to find the show. Where to find you on a Friday night drinking your beer? Tell us anything you want. Well, so I do Smart to Death every Thursday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern as part of the hashtag Smart to Haze programming. So I go uh, live at, at 8 p.m. Eastern, talk about all the happenings in wrestling. Recently, Smart to Death has actually added a couple members. Uh, Warren Hayes will join me some weeks. Queen of NE will join me some weeks. And then uh, JPQ from the No Particular Angle podcast. They are my... Uh, uh, they're rotating hosts, and this week I have Queen. So, uh, whenever you're watching this, check it out. It's uh, you can go to youtube.com/smarttodeath or on all audio platforms. 
literally, if you type in smart to death, I am fucking everywhere. It is it is a little insane. Um, also, check it out on Power Slam TV, whatever you want to do. I also will go live um, after almost every pay-per-view for a recap. Uh, the all-out pay-per-view recap will be handled by JPQ, actually, because I will be uh, in Chicago. But I typically go at WWE pay-per-views, NXT pay-per-views, AEW pay-per-views, New Japan, depending on the show. Uh, okay. it, uh, it'll be easier to tell us what you don't do. I don't I'm go live. After, uh, I don't go live after NXT. Oh, I won't. I won't ever go live after NXT UK because I don't watch it. You, you don't want to go live at four o'clock p.m. It's just so much content. It's just so much. So much. I can only Absolutely. see NXT main roster. That's that's where I, that's my line. Hey guys, do, do you want to plug the Patreon? A lot of people don't know you have a Patreon. If you want to help support <laughs> Mark to Death. Yeah, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash smart to death and follow me on all social media platforms at smart to death, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's all I got. Thank awesome. you for having me on, man. No, awesome, man. We appreciate you. Let's plug some of our stuff, guys. I mean, if you want to follow us, because you'll kind of like our show a little bit too, uh, follow us on Facebook at Kenny Podcasts, uh, on Instagram at Kenny for Thoughts Podcast. Uh, I should say on Twitter at Kenny Podcast. Uh, the audio versions are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and more to come. I think we'll, we'll have a Patreon in the works, too, as well. Uh, Anthony, this has been an, a great, great episode. The funny part is, like, I feel like we didn't talk any wrestling as much yeah. as we talked about, like, why we're such big fans. But, hey, hopefully we've given you all more reasons to tune into our respective shows. Um we have more than enough content. He he covers AEW and I cover WWE. At least that's what the masses would want you to think. But in reality, in reality, we both cover everything. We're both massive fans, as you can hear. Uh, so please, please go support Smart to Death and support Kenny Free Thoughts Podcast and support AJ Styles and his local charities that we're going to yeah. give to with our Mother Lover shirt. <laughs> but thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Anthony, thank you once again, man. It's been a pleasure. Have a good night. 